Hey talkers, welcome, bienvenidos a Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the key to improving your English, la clave para mejorar tu inglés. You have to keep talking in English every day. Hablar en inglés todos los días. We apply the same principle to our podcast. That's why we have a Keep Talking Podcast episode every day. Un episodio todos los días. Listen every day and then go speak every day. Keep talking. What's up, talkers? It's another Fitness Friday episode. I love these ones, and I always start with a medical disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. I can't give you specific medical advice, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that especially applies to this episode. I'm going to talk about a kind of controversial new fad. A fad, ¿qué significa un fad? A fad is básicamente algo que se volvió popular, una tendencia. All right, it's like a trend, right? It's a new fad, and that is the carnivore diet, okay? La dieta carnivora, carnivorosa. You guys know I don't know how to say a lot of words in Spanish. It's hard. But anyway, the carnivore diet, the meat-eating diet. It's funny, too, because uh, this has become so popular, I almost had to, like, look back and be like, what does the word carnivore even mean? I need to, like, take a step back because the way that we've started, like, talking about this diet nowadays is it's, like, it's almost, like, not even a direct... It's not like <laughs> the way that the word directly should be, um, you know, what it what it means exactly. Boy, my English is fucking great today. All right. So, I mean, because literally you Google the word carnivore and it means it says an animal that feeds on flesh, an animal that feeds on flesh. Okay. Flesh in this case, meaning meat, carne, right? But then you see a lot of these people on the carnivore diet and it's like they're eating stuff that's not just exactly meat, you know? Uh, it all seems to come from animal sources. I'll get back to that in a minute. But the point is, this diet has become very popular nowadays, and I'm actually interested. I'm intrigued by this because I like to try out a lot of different diets. I've never tried a, a an actual carnivore diet before. Okay, I've never tried this. I might try it temporarily at some point. I like to do that. I like to go in cycles, right? Probar diferentes dietas como en ciclos por periodos. See, and I think that actually can be useful for us, for our metabolism, for our body to not just always do the same thing all the time. So I'm open to doing periods of, you know, from everything to from carnivore to veganism, right, to try things out. I also have a little bit of a mental dilemma in my head because I'm like, I don't like eating all this meat and I don't even know how to hunt or farm or produce any of it. But I guess the same thing goes for plants. So at the end of the day, I can't really produce anything. I'm just, I'm just a consumer in this world. I'm just an ungrateful consumer who doesn't deserve any of the food that I eat, no matter what source it comes from. But that's besides the point. Most of you are too. I know you are. I know there's not many farmers and hunters listening to this. Okay, so let's talk about this carnivore diet, right? Now, why did it become so popular recently? Well, there's a lot of like famous people who are talking about it. There's one of the more famous people is Jordan Peterson, who's a controversial Canadian psychologist, and his daughter Michaela started trying this diet. They really loved it. Joe Rogan, who's a famous podcast host in the U.S., has tried it and has brought on many people who've talked about it. Dr. Sean Baker, I'm going to get back to him. He's kind of he wrote a book. I think the book is literally called The Carnivore Diet, but I've heard him speak about it a lot of times. <clears throat> Excuse me. Still sipping my coffee this morning. Anyway, long story. Um, so a lot of people have made it very, very popular, this carnivore diet. And I see a lot of people trying it, particularly in the fitness space, because I'm someone who, yeah, I like to follow a lot of people in the fitness space. And so the question is, 
why? Now, I've got some bullet points I wanted to cover here. I'm going to jump around a little bit. But why is this diet becoming so popular? ¿Por qué se está volviendo tan popular? Not to say that everyone's eating it, but why are a lot of people, a lot of people trying it and raving about it, right? ¿Qué significa raving about it or raving about something? Hablando pues bien, o sea, emocionado sobre el tema, ¿sí? Why? Well, okay, some people have said that there can be a lot of benefits. Number one, weight loss helps people lose weight. I'll get back to that in a second. They also say, for example, like in the case of Michaela Peterson in particular, I can't remember Jordan Peterson, but I know Michaela, it was, you know, a reduction in arthritis, reduction in inflammation, lowered anxiety, a whole bunch of symptoms. Like her life was was going to shit, basically, and the carnivore diet seemed to save her from a lot of different things. And other people have talked about this as well. I know I've personally talked to a guy who was doing the carnivore diet at least for, for a while when I talked to him, and he said, yeah, my body just thrives on it. I perform better in all areas, right? So and it makes sense to me that people would lose weight on this diet because essentially when we're eating more meat, it's easier to fill up on it because it's high in protein, high in fat as well. But essentially, it makes us not want, you know, when we're not eating carbohydrates, carbohydrates, sugars, and, you know, refined processed foods, things like that, it's easy to eat too much of, okay? It's hard to eat, to just keep eating just pure meat, okay? Es muy difícil seguir comiendo pura carne, ¿sabes? It's really hard to eat tons and tons of calories on that, so it makes sense why people would lose weight and lean out, all right? Now, what I was going to, you know, mention at the beginning is where it gets tricky is you'll hear things like, you know, straight carnivore versus like modified carnivore or carnivore adjacent. Ooh, carnivore adjacent. When this word adjacent, it's like to the side of carnivore. Like, okay. But anyway, like with this one guy that I talked to in particular was doing a carnivore diet, but it included a couple of different fruits and like honey. O sea, algunas frutas y miel también. Como que that's not carne. <laughs> like that's not, it's not all meat. It's not a pure carnivore diet. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, you know, they have these kind of like, I forget how they rationalize it, but they say sometimes if people do, a, they still call it a carnivore diet, but it's like a modified carnivore where they're eating 80 to 90% meats and then a little bit of a couple of these other things that are, you know, not meats like fruits and honey and whatever. And then you'll have, have some people too who will, you know, include like dairy products, o sea, lácteos, eggs, huevos, got it. I mean, all that stuff. So it, it's a little bit tricky. Like I know some people do it and they like literally just eat meat, like, you know, meat, salt, and water, and that's it, okay? So anyway, there are different ways to do it. There are different levels of strictness with it, but a lot of people have been, like I said, raving about this, hablando pues con mucha emoción sobre esa dieta que les está ayudando de varias formas, right? So it's become very popular. There are definitely some possible drawbacks, which I'll get back to in a minute, definitely some possible risks. This is a big thing about this episode in general is with any diet, especially one that's as extreme as this, I do not recommend that you just go out and, you know, try this diet without really thinking about it, without consulting with some professionals first, okay? Now, um, <laughs> the other funny point I wanted to talk about is you'll, <laughs> well, see, there's a problem with social media. Oh, I need another swig of coffee before I talk about this. Mm. Ah, coffee with MCT oil. It's the bomb. Okay, so problem with social media and the world we live in nowadays is that the things that become popular are oftentimes the most extreme. Now, in this case, carnivore diet is an extreme thing. It's extreme, all meat, okay? No vegetables, nothing like that. Because this is what we hear all the time is like, 
you know, we eat, we need to eat a ton of vegetables. We need a ton of vegetables in order to be healthy. That's the best way to be healthy. Wide variety of, of fruits and especially vegetables. Okay. So it runs totally contrary to that. Now, the other thing that's even more extreme, some of you may have heard of liver King. Okay. The liver King. It's this guy named Brian Johnson. To make a long story short, he lives almost like a carnivore diet and lifestyle, and he's this crazy guy who's becoming super popular on social media. And his big thing, he's a smart guy. He has some really good points, but he's over-exaggerating everything, and it's working because he has a massive following, but he's over-exaggerating everything to make it entertaining, okay? And his big thing is that liver is the most important thing. Say, hígado eating liver and other organ meats but comer hígado y otros pues otras carnes otros órganos de animales es lo fundamental para la salud okay and there's there's some good there's some other people who will back this up there's some good research behind this that eating liver and other organ meats is very good for our health because these are highly nutrient dense foods with tons of vitamins things like that so i'm not going to deny that that definitely seems to be the case now People like him may overdo it, especially people, and they may over-exaggerate how, nece- how necessary it is, especially when you're doing it like him and he's eating like raw liver sometimes. Because I even had a story, I tried this a month or so ago, where I'm like, okay, I keep hearing that I need to eat some liver and organ meats. Because you guys, you know, if you follow me, you know that I'm, I consider myself healthy. I work out all the time. You know, I'm eating a wide variety of healthy foods, but I'm not eating a lot of liver and organ meats, okay? Like, really not at all. You know, de vez en cuando, maybe like if I go to a restaurant and they have some like delicacy like okay yeah i would eat a little bit of of an organ meat here or there but i'm like all right i I gotta try some liver i gotta i gotta try some liver so i go to whole foods right next to where i live they have organic chicken livers in there it's not even expensive because nobody wants the shit (laughs) you would think it would be really expensive but no one has the guts literally pun intended and figuratively to eat it so anyway it's like three or four dollars for like a pound of chicken liver which is like half the price of a pound of muscle meat so i buy these chicken livers and i'm like all right let's go i'm gonna be raw let's be a meat eater you know and i'm gonna be like liver king and so i'm like i don't really know how to cook these but put them in a pan i probably didn't even cook them in the healthiest way like i kind of like fried them a little bit you know uh but anyway cooking them in the pan with some avocado oil whatever i put on it put a little salt like i don't season my foods that much i didn't know what to put on this right it's like it's it's liver like i I don't know (laughs) it's chicken livers so anyway i put like a quarter of it not even that much you know probably like a hundred calories worth of chicken liver in this pan i cook it probably cooked it to the point where it's like too brown you know like probably losing some of its nutrients and then i'm like okay let's try this and it's like so like chewy it's como demasiado masticable it's got like a weird texture and i'm like and so i'm like trying to stomach this stuff i'm like trying to get it down you know like i don't really like it but i'm gonna do it so i'm eating these chicken livers and like honestly i ended up throwing away i did the same thing for like three days in a row I was like, I would like, I put some of this in the pan and be like, no, I need it. It's good for me. I need this liver. But every time I would like throw away a part of it because I'm like, I just can't do it anymore. I just don't like the taste. So apparently there are ways to make liver more tasty and other organ meats more tasty. But like I said, I just don't have the guts, pun intended, <laughs> to do it, it appears yet. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as much of a raw badass as them. All right. Badass is una palabra que escuchan en inglés para decir como alguien con mucho oh gosh how would you even translate it into Spanish just like yeah like what a badass como que que campeón o que es un crack es un yeah it's yeah 
I think you get my point. All right, but I'm not enough of a badass to be eating liver like that. Anyway, okay, back to the point. That was my little experience with organ meats. Now, like I said, I may try a carnivore diet because I do eat a decent amount of meat, and I can see where there might be benefits for me to do it periodically just in terms of maybe helping with digestive issues. These are things that I've always struggled with. I mean, let's be honest, eating too many... Eating a lot of vegetables can cause a lot of, you know, gas and gastrointestinal digestive issues. That definitely seems to be the case for me. Now, let's talk for a minute about, in case you're wondering, like, why would it help lose weight? ¿Cómo que vamos a bajar de peso con una dieta de pura carne, right? <clears throat> More coffee, hold on. Mm. Ah, love that. All right. So, why would it help lose weight well like i said it's hard to to eat too much meat really it's easy to eat too much chips and salsa or too many cookies or some of these like you know highly processed sugary carbohydrates all right and in my opinion that's really the problem that we have with with obesity in this in this world it's it's, it seems to be mainly just the processed foods and the stuff that's just pure junk food comida chatarra pura okay y comida altamente procesada which kind of runs into the same category you know i don't think that you need to eat a carnivore diet you could eat a vegan diet you could eat a carnivore diet you could eat something in between but i think as long as you eliminate most highly processed foods and stuff that's just like pure junk pura chatarra I think you're going to do well. I think you, you will, that will help you to lose weight, have a healthier body composition, okay? So I can see why a carnivore diet would help for weight loss and help people, yeah, rapidly, I guess, lose weight and maybe maintain a certain amount of muscle because there's obviously enough protein in the meat to help us maintain the muscle. Um, so from that standpoint, it, it, it makes sense to me. It's not totally necessary, to, I don't think, to lose weight, but I can see how some people might use it for that. One of the things I've wondered is how do people not like get... I do wonder about like getting excess amounts of protein on a strictly carnivore diet because I'm thinking to myself, this is really getting nerdy now, but I'm thinking to myself like, all right, if I were to eat a pure carnivore diet and I'm trying to get like 3,000 calories a day, which I would probably need to maintain my weight, 3,000 calories a day of red meat is going to be, well, God, I mean like how many grams of protein is that going to be? Hold on, let me do a little bit of math here. I mean, I'm thinking like, well, I guess would it only be... If I was eating like chicken, good Lord, I mean, it'd be like probably five, 500 grams of protein, you know what I mean? Whereas if it's all red meat, it might be like 300 or 400 grams of protein. I mean, I'm, I'm just nerding out right now as like a protein nerd on this. But the point is like that amount of protein seems to be too much from the research and experimentation that I've done. Not that it would necessarily make you fat if you weren't eating that many other calories, but well... There's a whole debate we could get into about whether or not it would actually like damage your kidneys or whatever. But anyway, it's a lot of freaking protein. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I mean, um, there's that. Now, the risks of it probably should have done this at the beginning. But like the risks of a carnivore diet, okay, you could end up having some deficiencies, you know, according to certain articles, like deficiencies in vitamin C and E that come from different plant foods. People will talk about the risk of colon cancer. That... Uh, <laughs> What I keep hearing is that the evidence is weak. Que la evidencia es muy débil um, de la relación entre mucha carne, pues carne de res, carne roja, y cáncer del colon. Que la evidencia es muy débil. I don't know. I, I keep hearing that it's really, that that might have been overblown or exagerado. Okay. Now, they'll talk about like heart problems, LDL, cholesterol being too high. Okay, because, yeah, I mean... 
things, you know, especially red meats and other, well, other things you would eat on the carnivore diet probably do have a lot of saturated fat. They would, they, they do have fairly high amounts of cholesterol. They theoretically will raise most people's cholesterol and even the LDL cholesterol, the low density lipoprotein, okay? The quote unquote bad cholesterol. They will raise that. Now, one thing that I've learned about this based on my own experience and talking to other people and reading about it is that everyone reacts differently to certain things. Cholesterol in particular reacts differently to different foods. Another important point about cholesterol is that well, there is, of course, the HDL, which is the good cholesterol. Our body actually needs cholesterol. Cholesterol is one of those things that, like I said, it's a more nuanced topic than people want to talk about. Like, we'll, you know, here in the U.S., media and on commercials, we would always hear, you know, I lowered my cholesterol. Yay. Okay, but cholesterol is more complicated than that. It's not just, you know, something where, like, we need to avoid eating foods that raise our cholesterol. It's a more complicated topic. With that being said, I certainly do think that if someone only eats a bunch of foods that just keep raising their cholesterol, high in saturated fat, raising their LDL cholesterol, um, I mean, what do they even talk about, like VLDL and, you know, triglyceride levels, if someone keeps eating foods that just raise those levels all the time, we probably are putting ourselves at more of a risk for atherosclerosis, heart disease, things like that, okay? But it's it's hard to know because, like I said, cholesterol levels seems to be a very nuanced topic and eating a lot of meat definitely for some people doesn't seem to actually raise their cholesterol that much. To make a long story short, all of these you know, supposedly huge risks with eating a diet that's high in red meat, the evidence is kind of weak and it's more nuanced. Okay, let me just explain that in Spanish real quick. Todo eso que escuchamos sobre que, bueno, comer mucha carne de res, um, carne roja, puede llevar a muchas consecuencias en la salud. La evidencia parece ser muy débil, en mi opinión, y es, uh, son temas mucho más detallados y complicados de lo que nos han dicho en los últimos dos o tres décadas, okay? I mean, yeah, maybe, but it's, it's, it's a tricky topic, and there's a lot of new opinions and new research coming out about this stuff. Now, the other thing, too, is I don't think that it's a good idea for that many people to try a carnivore diet, especially just because carbohydrates, while they're not essential, proteins and fats are essentials, carbohydrates are not essential, carbohydrates are very useful <laughs> for a lot of things. Like me right now, I'm actively trying to bulk up to gain some more muscle, and I'm doing so by having fairly high amounts of carbohydrates every day to get in a lot of cal calories to keep feeding, fueling my body. It needs more energy, essentially, to keep growing muscles. Now, can you bulk up on a diet with no carbohydrates, carnivore? Maybe. It seems like it would be really, really, really freaking hard. I'm guessing there's some you know, rare anecdotal examples of people that do it. Maybe Dr. Sean Baker would say, well, heck yeah, we can. But I don't know. I, I mean, in general, I think that carbs are useful for anyone who's trying to build muscle, for any athletes in particular. I mean, I know some people will talk about, yeah, they perform great on a carnivore diet, but come on, man. You're going to be like a, a soccer player or something, and you're going to go not eat carbs? No manches, como dicen en México. Like, get serious about that. You know, like, I don't know. Uh, so I don't think it would be recommended for that many people. 
Um, I mean, yeah, the, the whole big disclaimer with this episode is there are a lot of potential risks for this. There's a lot of potential benefits and a lot of potential risks. And I guess to kind of finish things off, I am going to put two articles in the show notes here, but I wanted to give like a brief overview. The biggest thing, which I'll come back to in a minute, is just carnivore.diet. It's Sean Baker's website. And there's some pretty useful information here. And I'm going to read over a couple of the FAQs. There was another one here, dietdoctor.com, that talks about the carnivore diet, you know, why would you do it, etc., the different types, um, I mean, why people turn to carnivory, okay, blah, 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 disclaimer, pros and cons, talked about it, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who I like to listen to, she's pretty famous in this, you know, this space, she talks about, well, I don't see why people would do it, but then it might be able to help with certain autoimmune conditions, I'll go ahead and just put a link to this article in the show notes. I thought it was pretty good. There's also some parts about here about how evolutionarily, well, I'm just, I'm going to put a link in the show notes rather than read through some of this. Yeah, it's a complicated article and this has already been kind of a complicated topic. And then you got Dr. Sean Baker's website, a few things, you know, what are the common benefits of switching over? He talks about, and, and again, take all of this with a grain of salt. Toma todo eso con, bueno, Nosotros en inglés decimos con un grano de sal. It means basically like don't necessarily, you know, believe 100% this is what it would be for you. Okay, it's very complicated. But anyway, so um, it can reverse symptoms of diabetes, gastrointestinal problems, joint pain, mental disorders, skin issues, hormonal imbalances, inflammation, and blood pressure. Okay, I mean, there is obviously evidence for that. Anyway, um, so the food's typically allowed. Any meat from an animal is fine. Fat, muscle, organs, uh, pork, chicken, and eggs, and seafood are also allowed, which, okay, spices and seasonings. Coffee and tea can be consumed, but many people find that excluding them is helpful. Same goes for alcohol. How do I begin? There's an adaptation period. Definitely read this part about adaptation period. You want to add some extra salt, electrolytes, or bone broth to replenish electrolytes. Avoid heavy exercise at the beginning. This would be my problem. I'd be like, well, I want to just work out anyway. And then you'd be probably getting shooting diarrhea like Joe Rogan had. <laughs> no. Apparently, when Joe Rogan tried this, he got like mad diarrhea. Como que le dio diarrea fuerte. I guess that can happen in the few first couple days. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So that would be another potential drawback. And then also the possible drawback of like, after you get accustomed to it, then being like constipated because you don't have any fiber. I don't know. Yeah. Um, people say that's not a real issue, but I, I don't know. And should I count calories or macros? Yeah. I mean, all they say here is no, like life can be very simple with this. All you do is eat meat until you're full and then you eat meat again when you're hungry. So I don't know. Talks on here about, um, well, talks about is meat bad for the environment? They say that's overblown. Another long topic. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, you can read some more of the FAQs. I'll put the, these um, articles in the show notes. Very, very um, interesting, you know, points. And I guess the last thing I would leave off with is we're just, we're all different. And I think this has definitely been proven now that we are all different. All of our bodies react differently to different foods. And what's healthy for me may not be healthy for you and vice versa, right? So I think the key thing is to try as often as possible if you can get your blood levels checked. That's a freaking topic in itself because here in the U.S. it costs so damn much money just to get your freaking vitamin D level checked. No, but um, 
Actually, I think that one the insurance covered. Who knows? But the point is medical care gets expensive here in the U.S., and the system is not really set up to get some of these important levels checked. So long topic for another day. I think I pretty much covered everything that I wanted to. Yeah. 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 I think that's about it. I don't know. So, uh, you know, do your own research. Look into this, the carnivore diet. It's an interesting thing. It's become very popular. And like I said, it's something that's interested me to the point where I might try it temporarily. And um, if I do, I'll post something about it here. And, uh, you know, we'll keep talking, pun intended, like we always do. All right, talkers. We'll talk again soon. Peace. Thank you for listening. Gracias por escuchar. Share Keep Talking podcast with a friend who you think would also like it. Let's keep talking every day.